history of championship teams. Hurts, Hurts to the end zone, and the Eagles have won it in overtime. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call this past weekend. Game of the year in the National Football League thus far. Philadelphia beating Buffalo in overtime. 37-34. What a football game. Really outstanding. And Philly will play what we think will be another outstanding football game coming up on Sunday. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe betting market seems to think San Francisco is going to win this game. Maybe not handily, but... One-way betting traffic so far with San Francisco and Philadelphia. We'll get to that game in a second and a couple other line moves in the NFL for Week 13. But want to remind our live audience, our friend Colin Wilson joins us in 20 minutes from the Action Network, Big Bets on Campus podcast, giving us bets for Conference Championship Weekend in college football. Eric Eager and Will Brinson coming up next hour. Their NFL bets for Week 13. Power Hour, Final Hour, all our bets for tonight. And golf bets for the weekend. But let's get you up to speed right now on the rest of the line movement coming up this weekend in the National Football League with this edition, gentlemen, of It Moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. Ah, it hits different on the last Wednesday in November 2023, does it? Uh, Ken, yeah. let's go to Philadelphia and San Francisco. We're like a ball... When Baldy says Lane Johnson's playing in the game, Baldy's well connected to that organization. That means Lane Johnson's playing in the game coming up on Sunday. He said that in the last segment. Uh, Ken, what do we have right now in the betting market? NFC Championship game rematch? NFC Championship game preview? With the Niners and the Eagles. This was uh, a game that moved a lot at open. And we had, was it Big Cat yesterday that said he bet the Niners minus one? He was like yep. really proud of that bet because it had aged really well. And he's right. Uh, the opener was Niners minus one, like very small numbers everywhere. And uh, the action was on San Francisco uh, and bet this out to like, between two and a half and three. And we've kind of been like bouncing back and forth depending on the sports book about whether it's like two and a half juiced heavily to San Francisco or three juiced heavily to the Eagles plus three coming back the other way. And so kind of like depending on the book, like that's what you'll see displayed. It's all kind of about the same, like the difference between two and a half minus 25 and, you know, three minus 20 or whatever. Like we were talking about very small differences. So we've kind of settled into this place between the two numbers. I was just kind of curious and we haven't had like a lot of injury kind of reports and speculation. And we're starting to get injury reports in today from other teams. Nick mentioned Tyreek Hill not practicing. We got a bunch of updates about the Arizona Cardinals um, you know, about t- 10 minutes ago, about p- people not practicing for them, skill position players. We haven't really had anything like notable. So if we're not going to have any notable injury news, my thought is going to be like, this is where we're going to live until we get some notable injury news. Like that's usually how the NFL point spreads and the NFL markets work. There's this initial movement where people bet into openers that they think are off a little bit and think that they can get some closing line value on for low limits and then throughout the week the lines will adjust based on injuries like that's basically how everything moves and uh and if we're not going to get any of that then i think this is just the conversation we're going to have is are you know do we end up going to three like on game day uh if lane johnson plays is there no chance that happens and we just stay in like the one and a half to two and a half range i think this is kind of the market we're going to be talking about all week um because i I don't think we're going to get injury news aside from lane johnson one way or another that may impact that 
All right, so let's have a conversation then. A Wednesday conversation about what we think's going to happen. So I tell you, Ken, Lane Johnson's going to play. He practices today, whatever, practices on Friday, going to play in the game. What's your best guess as to where we, uh, where we close here in this game? Like San Francisco, two and a half. Yeah, I think I think about this. I think him playing would prevent this from going to a full three. That's how I would look at it. Like I think if he's I think if he doesn't play, then like it's all systems go toward three minus one ten in the game for the Niners or more. Like three minus fifteen even or something like that. But I think his presence and his return, this is just my guess, would like stymie that move. Like it would be like, okay, like Philadelphia needs like at least that level of respect in the betting market, would at least like maybe prevent people from like being as aggressive on San Francisco. I could be wrong about that. There might be, and you can hear it the way Baldy describes the game too, by the way. There might just be so much damn organic interest in San Francisco in this game that like it doesn't matter. Like just and interest against Philadelphia. Philadelphia, right? Like it's both. It's yes. not just like interest in San Francisco, but wanting to play right. against the Eagles also. Right. No, no question. Right. Like I, that and that's sort of what I mean too. You're totally right about that. Where it's God, the Eagle, they're becoming such a funny team. Like you look at their record. And you look at the record of the team last year, and I think there's a there's a tendency to, to be like business as usual. Like this is a team that's insanely talented, you know, sort of tried to replace uh, players on the defensive side of the ball. Like it's Sirianni, it's Hurts, it's new coordinators, but like it's the offensive line, and it's AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Like it's you know you know a lot of the names, and you know the two corners are the same, and so you know like I think there's a tendency to be like, well, this is the same team, and a lot of their underlying metrics, a lot of their team profile statistically is just really average. It's just really, really. And I want to really emphasize this last year's team. And we've done this on the show before was like a historically good team, like really one of the best teams in the last 20 years in the NFL, like really was. And it, it gets obscured a little bit because Hertz gets injured for a couple games and they lose. And then they go to obviously go to the Super Bowl and they don't win it and they lose to Mahomes. So that will kind of tarnish whatever we were going to think about that year. Like that team was all time good. And this team has a lot of the same players. And yet it's just it's not it's not working like it's not clicking statistically. But they still do win all the games. <laughs> so it's kind of like, all right, like what what do we do? What do you do with a team like that where the metric profile like screams slightly above average, especially on defense, especially past defense? And yet, and I forget who said this earlier in the week, like uh maybe it was Whale, when a team run when they have an unstoppable play and they're in, like literally unstoppable in short yardage, are the way that is the way that we measure teams like designed to look at a team like this and think that they're good but if they're good at this exact thing and like ruthlessly good at it so maybe they're just like a different kind of team than we normally see as opposed to being a worse team than what we normally say it's like it's just philadelphia this year is turning into this just incredibly new type of phenomenon where it's just like the team that like never loses but it's not the same as it was last year and you want to maybe take shots at them if you look at them on a sheet of paper and yet like take shots at him and like look what happens in the games. Like just look what happens at the ends of the games. It's really interesting. The the Philadelphia phenomenon. If that were a book, who writes it? The phenomenon. The the, the the New York phenomenon with Jalen Hurts as your as, as your, as your conductor. Yeah. Who uh who who would write the book? The Philadelphia phenomenon. Who's who's the author? Like a, like any like what we don't say what type of book it is. Is it about well, yeah, this? So, well, like, well, that, well like, that's the title of the book. I think that's like that screams okay. to me like John Grisham or like Michael Crichton, right? The Philadelphia. Oh, phenomenon. really? Writes the Philadelphia phenomenon. Yeah. Like uh, more, uh, more Crichton than Grisham. Like, like phenomenon is like not a legal term. Like, there's nothing there. So for me, that's like Grisham's out. 
because it's no like all like all of his books except for like the memoirs and stuff are all like just it's like very like legal it's like here's what it is or like the rainmaker like something very straightforward could be Crichton. The, Pel the pelican brief could be Crichton. well yeah that's i mean that's a legal term like it was a legal brief about the uh the uh extermination of an endangered species led to a, a murder brief, of a supreme court know. justice what an incredible <laughs> plot line yeah. it's, it's, it's a legal right. brief you know about a uh, pelicans you know pelicans yeah, like New Orleans. Starring, starring. You know, like Zion. Williamson and, right, and CJ yeah. McCollum. Uh, right. Okay. You better, you better hear what Nick and Ken. That's the Eagles and the Niners. By the way, you say, like, what do you do with this team? Uh, bet them plus three or tease them to plus eight and a half would be my answer to that question. And, well, I'm, and I'm willing I, to be I, wrong. One other thing. I know we want to do some other games and stuff, maybe, but. Is I've this, got a lot of I, show I, left. All good. That's right. Fair, fair enough. I was, I was thinking about this earlier, too. Because I, I hadn't really prepared myself for this either. Is this what the playoffs are going to be like, too? Like, remember, la I mean, last year, and again, last year, historically good team. Like, by seven, seven and a half against the Giants. Like, three against the Niners. As in, they were, Eagles were favored in these games. And they just blasted through any market that you could make on them throughout the, those two playoff games. Obviously, two blowouts. That brought pretty well, like good the Niners game. But like, yeah, two like the Niners games. game was kind of like, was kind of like it's well, I mean, like, like, separate I, All I'm saying is, like, if you if you played on them despite big numbers, you were rewarded handsomely. <laughs> I guess that's the idea. And are these the markets we're going to get on their postseason this year? I saw a projection. They play. I, I'm sure there are look-aheads on this game, and I'm, I'm sure I can actually find them really quickly. Right? Like, Dallas is a field goal against them next week. Like Eagles are going to be a dog again, maybe a three, maybe a three point dog again. Is this what the playoffs is going to be like? The well, Eagles I mean, are going to be like that, the plucky underdogs, the team that literally I, I, never loses. Well, you know what they are. Then they're like they're like the 2017 Super Bowl team, who are the number one yeah. team. Yeah, like absolutely, they were Rodney Dangerfield going into the playoffs. Well, except Jalen Hurts is well, I guess he's not healthy, but my point is he's going to start the games. Like, yeah, it's not, I mean. Like that, that was like a, that was a bizarre situation. Cause you did, you know, you're swapping quarterbacks. Like what, what do you do with a team that has a ton of talent hurts is playing like they have all the players. Oh, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm willing to be way wrong here. And if the Niners hand them their asses on a silver platter, uh, I'll, I'll lose money on it. And that's okay. Uh, I'm going to bet the Eagles on Sunday and I'll live with whatever the result is. Cause it's just like, here's a team that never loses. And, uh, now I have to, uh, they can lose, and I can still win, and they never lose. So, yeah, that sounds pretty appealing to me. Um, why don't we do here, Ken, a game that actually hasn't moved? I'm going to get your opinion on it. It's the Chargers-Patriots game. Actually, the, the total has moved a little bit since Rob Pizzola came on our show. We're now down to 40 and a half. It was 41. The Chargers remain a six-point road favorite at New England, despite the report that came out earlier today that Mac Jones not participating in practice, Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham splitting uh, the quarterback duties at practice. Also, the Patriots are going to sign Will Greer to their practice squad. Like, I, I, I feel like Belichick like is like an episode of Punked. Like, is this all real? Like, what's happening? Like, are we? Is the simulation broken? Like, am I, am I in the Truman Show right now? Like, what's happening right. here? And the betting market just saw all of this and went, oh. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to lay down for a few minutes and forget about this game. Uh, Chargers, Pats, where are we at? What's your opinion? So Chargers were six, like, everywhere when we were having this conversation on Monday. It's worth noting uh, about three or four books have dropped to five and a half on their number in the game. So there has been a, a tiny bit of interest in the Patriots, but market's been really quiet on the side. And you mentioned it, and Rob alluded to it, this bizarre push and pull on the total. Interest in the over. Rob comes on and says, that's nuts. The under gets bet a little bit. The total still starts with a four. And I just, yeah, you you talk a lot about the Chargers offense, how broken you think it is. To me, it's just like, I, I watch like every Patriots game. 
And I don't know if their total should be four. Like I could play the you know the greatest show on turf. I don't know if the total should be a four. Like I just it's just not how the games play out. Like they're just and they're not going to be quarterbacked by anybody better than Mac Jones. Like these guys all suck. So it's just interesting. Chargers still holding six, uh, total holding more than forty. I don't know if we're going to get a lot of movement. If we haven't if we haven't gotten it yet, and it's pretty clear Mac's not playing. We haven't gotten it yet. I don't think we're going to get it unless Cunningham starts, and then I think you would see more interest in the Chargers. All right, so there you have it. Uh, more line movement coming up to start the final hour, power hour of the show. But next hour is hour number three. We'll welcome three great guests. Eric Eager and Will Brinson giving us NFL bets for the weekend. But starting the hour will be Colin Wilson. Bets for conference championship weekend in college football.